0: I'm Strady, Father Michael, and uh, this is an imperfect podcast.
1: It is. Um.
0: Oh, you are
1: you are you critiquing our podcast?
0: I think that's the name of it. So, what brings us here today? Perfection. No, just kidding. Oh, we're um, not going to reach that. <sighs> I mean,
1: Okay. Something about freedom. Yes. I think freedom was what. That's uh, what we were going for. I think that's what we're going for. In general, I mean, that's that's the goal of everything. Of everything, is it? Yeah. Not
0: just, not just political freedom. Right. As so, I think that our world is so saturated with the idea of I am a free, independent citizen, and nobody can tell me what to do. Right. Uh, which is so ingrained in our minds. Right. And not, that, not that living your life as you want to live your life is, sure. is, is wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, there, there's extremes, I think, right. that people take it to and they focus on earthly freedom right. rather than spiritual freedom, which I think is where we're, gonna, what we're, going, for. Where we're going for.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's this idea that we were created to be free, that God is free. Mm. God is a free agent and right. and what does that mean that God is free that God's not constrained that God's there's no necessity no no sense of um, slavery in God I mean, that's right it's powerful stuff he created us with absolute freedom right to to do anything we wanted yeah and and and, and even more essentially to choose him or not choose him right even to, even to that extent which is yeah the ultimate sort of act of Freedom, of love and right. and a gift of love, right? That that you don't in a relationship you don't force the other. Right. So one of the examples that I want to bring up is of um, the famous poem within the uh, famous novel of Dostoevsky, um, which is the um, Grand Inquisitor in the novel The Brothers Karamazov, and in this, you know, it's worth just reading yourself. For those that um, have read it, you know what I'm talking about. For those who have not, just a brief word that this is sort of a a fictional poem story that um, one of the brothers, uh, one of the Karamazov brothers, writes. And basically, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but one of the major themes that um, is raised in this is the theme of freedom. And basically what's said is that um, the, the... the stance of, you know, the skeptics, you could say, those who were critical of the church or critical of faith, was that the, the church, and in, this, in particular the, Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church, it was the, kind of used here as the scapegoat, you could say. Um, the church basically came to the conclusion that people actually don't want their freedom, that ultimately, you know, their freedom, the gift of freedom, quote unquote, is more of a burden than a gift. And that they really just want to be um, like, serve in, in kind of servitude to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they have given their freedom to the church right. and are just kind of these servile, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Serfs. Yeah, just, you know, they, they kind of blindly follow what's going on and that kind of makes them free in an in a different way so that they don't have to have the responsibility of this discernment right right and so i want to bring that up because i think this starts to touch on this mystery and this um paradox of freedom that you know we all want freedom like from from a very young age you know, we feel like our, you know, our parents are restricting our freedom, right? For and our own good. For, absolutely for our own the, good. At that point. <laughs> it, but I'm just talking about the, the, the feeling, oh, the sure. experience yeah. of, of, you know, like, well, I want to climb on that cliff. You know, <laughs> I, I want to touch the flame. I want to touch the flame and you're restricting my freedom and all the way up until high school where it's like, no, I want to drive at midnight, you know, to my friend's house and, you know, or I want to, you know, do these kinds of things. And, and then, you know, finally... Yeah. High school's over and I get to go, you know, off on my own and uh, maybe, you know, I go to college or whatever and freedom, right? Mm-hmm. You finally taste what it feels like and what it's like to not be under the oppressive thumb of your parents. And then you start to realize that, wait a second, yeah, this is nice on one level, but am I really free, free? And that's where we start to get a nuanced understanding of what freedom's all about and that maybe if there's something more to freedom than just freedom from the oppression of of someone else anything of anything or of anything of some any kind of external influence and that freedom is a responsibility and that's where like this this sense that like people don't want to be free it's like on one level we're like no, of course I want to be free. There's no way I don't want to be free, right? Of co- I, I, like, I yearn for freedom, right? But then on another, on another level, it's actually I think it's actually very true and very accurate of the human experience that humans don't want to be free. We we would actually rather mm-hmm. be enslaved, because enslavement and just kind of blindly following rules is not as much of a burden.
0: Yeah, there is uh, on a historical level, um, what happened in the South with the with the uh, you know the, the slaves. Right. When they were quote freed. Yes. They just that phenomenon. Of, they just let them out. Right. And some of them wanted to go back. Right. Because they that's didn't, what they knew. That's what they knew, and they didn't have to worry about what their ne- next meal came yeah. from. They didn't need to work worry about work. Right. Uh, everything was taken care of right so yeah that's an interesting thing that's yeah. an interesting
1: well and, you know i mean we could approach this from a million and one million angles and historically one angles. sure you know uh, theologically sure. psychologically whatever one i mean one one thing that's interesting is just looking at how humans develop right and again you have this very black and white sense as a child of like of the world and that this is right and this is wrong and and this is good and this is bad and and this is pleasurable and this is painful. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what our parents are trying to do is instill in us a fear of danger yeah. and um, and a, and a sort of encouraging, you know, healthy, pleasurable experiences or whatnot. And yeah. kind of like just that very basic sense of survival. Um, yeah, you need to know that a fire will burn you. Exactly. You, know, you can't
0: just jump right into it just because you're free to do so.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. And and you're not necessarily going to understand yeah. why your parent is saying don't do this unless you you know, you know fall and break your leg. Unless you touch the fire. Actually. Right, unless you touch the fire and and god forbid something like that happens and like maybe you know you get a permanent scar or something right. like that. So the idea is that as a child you're going to just not do it because your parents told you not to do it right. and whether you understand it or not. And so I think we have this very deeply ingrained sense of blind obedience from when we were children, right? A child, you cannot describe, you cannot, you cannot, um, you know, persuade a child logically or rationally at like the age of two, you know, about the you know, the science behind fire and the heat and the temperature and stuff like that and how it's going to burn their flesh. And, right. you know, you just have to tell them, like, no, you cannot do this, right? Like, yeah. And somehow convince them through other means, you know. And so, you know, we never stop being children in many ways. I think developmentally we kind of layer on these sort of onion layers, you know, these onion kind of, we're like onions, right, where we're yeah. we're childish. We're, we have these kind of childish tendencies of black and white and just blindly obeying our parents and we never really lose that we just layer on kind of different layers of sophistication and nuance Mm -hmm. to our Mm -hmm. lives Mm -hmm. and especially when the going gets tough and there's some sort of trauma or or complication or things we oftentimes regress to that childish behavior of black and white blindly following rules because it's safe it's comfortable it's what we're familiar with And we don't have to take responsibility for thinking it through and discerning and being sophisticated in our thinking. And so all that to say is that even as adults, I think we tend towards, it can be easy to tend towards just following rules because it's easy Mm -hmm. and it's more comfortable. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Even if it's uncomfortable in the short term, even if by following this rule of, let's say, you know... Yeah, some, some sort of rule of like obeying traffic guidelines, which is right. restrictive on one level, you could say in the short term. You
0: have to go the speed limit in a school zone.
1: Yeah. Well let's say your your wife is about to give birth. Yeah. Right? And you you aren't you don't have time to call an ambulance yeah. and you know, she's like really, you know It's happening. So do you <laughs> obey the the speed? Limit. probably not. I don't know. You know what I, I mean? So it's like I don't know. so well, I mean if you think that that you're going to be a horrible person by breaking the law right. and that you're and that if you your your value as a person is all wrapped up in just whether you blindly follow the rules or not, right? Because that's more safe and comfortable, then yeah, maybe you will. But but then we realize that life does not fit into those black and white constructs and the complexity and and the challenges of life actually go beyond that and so we're, we're forced into these situations of having to decide whether we just blindly follow these impersonal rules or whether we have this kind of different criterion which is the criterion of love right of of, of love for god of love for our neighbor and sometimes that aligns with these more impersonal rules and sometimes it doesn't um yeah. and uh yeah. That's all I have to say. I would like to think
0: that is that all you have to say? <laughs> I am done for my life. <laughs> okay. That's it. No. That's it. There's no more. <laughs> there's no more. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that definitely I think there there is I think I think you can be very comfortable in in following rules and laws, and, and I think it's because you don't have to think mm-hmm. about it. You you let the rules think for you. Exactly. And and you you, you know. It doesn't, so it's comfortable it's 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 easy you yep. know just follow them and don't disobey them to any extent right don't bend them in any way um and i think that 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 leads to that can lead to extremes
1: yep
0: that can lead to extremes
1: definitely let's
0: say you know there's a movie uh uh about rublev it's an old movie yeah, from i'm I've familiar with forgot it. what year it's in black and white right and it's from the soviet years a russian movie right. about the iconographer rublev of course the movie is not actually based on his life mm. it's about him but it's not actually about the life of the real rublev mm. it's kind of interesting that is so it's it's, it's him he's an iconographer but it's not it has nothing to do with his life his real life mm. and in the movie there is a part where the these two prince princes because it takes place in like the 15 century or the I don't know you know and these two princes are at war and uh or something and the one I think he either betrays his brother their brothers and he sat he you know he invades his town his principality and you know he devastates it and he he, there's a group called the tartars Hmm. which is kind of a funny word Mm -hmm. but it's Tartar sauce tartars (laughs) They actually still exist. They're an ethnic group. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which they're all Muslims, actually. Right. Anyway. So he has gotten this group to help him defeat his 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 brother. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that they 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 do te- they're doing terrible things. They're you know they're abusing people, abusing women, mm-hmm. and there is this girl who's mute, and Saint. And and Rublev, he, he, she's about to get abused by this barbarian, essentially, and he takes something and he kills the guy.
1: Mm.
0: Now, what do you say? Did he do the right thing? Did he do the wrong thing? Well, Mm. he gave himself a penance, a penance on himself of, uh, I don't remember how many years of silence. Mm. You know, and it and, and, and really challenged for me at the time,
1: you know, mm.
0: you know he did the right thing, right? but it was still wrong.
1: Right. All at the same time. Yeah. So that, life is not black and white. It's, it doesn't fit into <clears throat> kind of a set of like 10 or 12 or 13 or 14 rules. Right. Commandments, if right. you may. Yeah. So thou shalt not kill.
0: Sure. Yeah. that comes with economia mm-hmm. as we have in orthodoxy right we have the concept of economia right how would you translate economia into yeah. in english
1: kind of a sense of uh, flexibility and almost leniency that's applied to this the canons the rules of the church right. that kind of actually address this issue in particular yeah. which is essentially pastoral discernment right. so it's saying that the the pastor has to discern, and St. Basil talks about this in his rule of um, individualization, which is basically like um, a pastor has to discern where the person is at in their walk with Christ, in their life of repentance. And if they are going to be helped by adhering to this rule, then the pastor will say, yes, follow this rule. But if it's going to crush them or if it's going to, preserve their pride or whatever right. the case may be, they they're able to apply the rule in a way that is in line with the health and yeah. holistic health. What's of best that for person. that person. They look at the person different. and the rule is a is a is a tool right in their toolbox mm-hmm. that it, that allows them is that's in their it's their it's their scalpel essentially. It's like yeah. it allows it helps them do surgery on this person. Sure. So not so that they can be more, but but it's all for the, it's all with the person's health in mind. The betterment. They're, the betterment of the person. So they're, they're building up. And this is, I think this is the crux of Christ's lamenting and kind of um, being angry at the scribes and Pharisees when they are all about no, you cannot heal on the Sabbath because that is breaking the Sabbath law. Yeah. That's breaking the rules, right? And he's like, why are we doing this to begin with? Like, <laughs> is, you know, are, are we supposed to be preserving life or are we supposed to, you know, like isn't the whole point to preserve life? And,
0: and for some of you who don't know this, they're still pretty, I mean, you counter that same kind of mentality in Israel. I've right, seen, sure. yeah, yeah. seen it her hand and I've heard it from second hand. Sure. Of them.
1: Uh, anyway, yeah. Well yeah. I mean you encounter it in Israel and you I mean I, I encounter it in in the, in the in the mini the Israel the inner Israel. The inner Israel. The little moralist inside sure. of me, you know, who's kind of, you know, all about the rules and all about, you know, um, well wait a second, you know, you weren't supposed to do that, you know. Um just uh very kind of like rules-based. And, and you know, we, we, we can't be extreme one way or the other. Like there's, no. there's on the one hand, you've got the, the sense that, you know, oh, you know, we need to keep all the rules. And if you don't keep any of the rules, then you've, you've sinned. On the other hand, it's like, just throw all the rules out. It's all about a relationship, yeah. you know, just love God, yeah. this kind of wishy-washy, right? But no, I mean, rules, especially in the beginning, as Father Sophroni says, are an important way to kind of form us, to shape us, um, just like children need rules. They need that concrete structure. They need the, the boundaries, you know, very, like, clear, black and white. That's part of their development. And I think spiritually speaking, it's it, there's a parallel.
0: Yeah, I think, in fact, uh, in, the, in the book, uh, I think it's in Wounded by Love, mm-hmm. uh, the part where St. Porfirios is actually just kind of talking about his own Basically, he would just talk, and then they would write down what he said. Uh, and you can kind of tell, because he, not to say that he's rambling. Right. So he's kinda, rambling. He's rambling. We, uh, very uh, wise rambling. Yeah. So, he actually talks about how when he first became a priest, he became a priest kind of young. He, he was like he, 19, 20 years old. Right, which is insane. Yes. It's actually uncanonical. It if is. If you want to speak of uh, <laughs> breaking canons. Like and 10 years, yeah. And, and, and rules. Yep. Um, he, he was to the letter. Yep. Yep. You he, came. You did this. What does it say? Yep. It's okay. Three hundred frustrations. Three hundred frustrations. Three years without communion. Yep. <laughs> and know? then what did he
1: find? That, that that's the key. Is, is yeah. Is he 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 would bump into the same people a year or two later. Be like, how are you doing? He was like, oh, I stopped going to church. Right. You stopped going to church. What's I do rem- actually don't remember that. Yeah. Part, but, oh yeah. yeah. And then and then they would explain that. Well, you know, I figured I can't I can't fulfill you know these obligations, so I'm damned anyway, so why even bother? And so there's wow. a sense of like, okay. And then he discovered Basil's rule of individualization and realized that the priest has the power to bind and to loose, has the power to um kind of adjust the things based on based on who that person is. And so instead of giving people these really strict um these really strict uh penances He would give them the, quote-unquote, penance of, like, go and, you know, do a paraklisis, you know, service or read, you know, from the Gospel of John a little bit at a time. And that was all meant to stimulate their inner desire and soften their hearts so that they would come into the church in that way rather than from being, feeling this kind of sense of guilt that they weren't,
0: you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think
0: it's uh, yeah I think love you know it really comes down to it right because I mean what did Christ do we we talked about this to yeah say, you know what did he say to the Samaritan woman it's ten years no Passover service for you <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you know I don't I don't know yeah uh, no sacrifices that right whatever Samaritan version of the temple yep. is or whatever they
1: you he, know. Didn't, he didn't even say go divorce your no
0: you know husbands or or you well, know. Don't he didn't even say stop living with that man right. that isn't your husband. Yeah. Yeah. She was living with a man who wasn't her husband. He didn't even say stop. Didn't say that.
1: What did he do? What
0: did he do, you do Father Michael Michael? <laughs> well, I mean
1: I you know he 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 introduced a stronger magnet. Yeah. He he showed her what she had been desiring all along. Right. And there is that sense of love and that sense of freedom mm-hmm. of first of all. Of Respecting and venerating her freedom right and not playing with her, not manipulating her her freedom to sort of infuse her with these like guilt complexes and right. saying like you know oh well if you were really a good Christian you would have mm-hmm. or, a, or a good uh, Jew or a good Samaritan or right. whatever uh, you would have uh, you know you'd have divorced your husband and you really should be doing this and you should be doing that and you know, she well, should have like, had five husbands. Right. With her. And then, yeah, and then out of fear, she runs and she goes into, you know, leaves her, her boyfriend or whatever. And, no, it's, you know, he he, he shows this incredible sensitivity, this incredible gentleness and, and respect for her dignity as a human person. And he also,
0: he breaks, he shatters the, kind of her reality. Yeah. To some extent. Yep. He, 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 you know, because they lived, you know, the Jews and the, and the Samaritans, they lived a very traditionally based lifestyle. I right. mean, I mean, life was there were traditions, yep. and those were the laws. The laws were the traditions, and you followed them yep. to the T, to yes. the letter. Yep. And so, what he did with everywhere he went, he said. No that makes no sense. Right. He strategically for the most part.
1: He strategically broke the the laws. Right, without, Not, condemning, the without laws, condemning the laws. Without totally. condemning the laws and without just kind of randomly like the, the 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 moral of the story wasn't the laws are meaningless and pointless and they're and just stop doing any yeah adhering to the law. That wasn't the moral of the story. The moral of the story was like what's the point? Right. What are we doing this for right guys let's okay, come on let's uh, let's evaluate you know let's take an inventory here <laughs> yeah. about like what's our priority? is it yeah. this you know mindless adherence to the law so that we can you know so that we can make ourselves feel good at the expense of other human yeah life basically, or is it like no we're we're trying to better each human person and to transcend the law. You're not just fulfilling
0: laws anymore to fulfill them, but you need to strive further yeah and and reach God, yep, which they weren't doing the laws were not doing they were
1: not they 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 Quite. Were, they were meant for that reason they were meant for that reason God gave the law and the pro the laws and the prophets so that the fallen people could come back to him yeah but they didn't they they didn't get it they it didn't it didn't they weren't strong enough. Well, I, I also think, yeah. The people weren't strong enough. And I also think it's because they didn't have the fullness of the revelation. Yeah.
0: Because they needed, in the end, sure the coming of, of God on earth. Right. To kind of...
1: That was the potent
0: kind of... Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think the final question is, why does God give us the freedom of that we have? What is yeah. The,
1: why, why? Man, it's a big question. I think it's, it's the question. Yeah, I do I think it's the question, and I think that it's, it's basically asking, the, the, your question, why does he give us this freedom, is, is simultaneously asking, have you tasted real freedom? Mm. And when you've tasted real freedom, mm. and not just this desire to not be oppressed by external circumstances, and real freedom is, is contact with God, then you know, because that's all you want in life all you want is to be in touch with God who is freedom right so why did God give us freedom because he 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 wanted i think he he wanted to give us of his own life something that he has right <laughs> he want he, he wanted to infuse in us to to implant in us his the experience that he was having in the community of the trinity
0: mm. is having,
1: yeah was and is and will have always yeah yeah and that's really powerful yeah i mean that's that's what it is is it's, it's 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 the freedom is the experience of of the divine life of the divine reality of the divine reality and 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 that's what we're all yearning for and that's and i think that that and that goes to why you know when we talk
0: about obedience of the monastics, you know where 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 uh, they they don't just do whatever they want. Sure, you know they live in a life of you know they, they do chores. They listen to their elder, Right. their spiritual father, um, and 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 they'll even be challenged. Like in uh, just because it comes to my mind, the life of Saint Porphyrios, where yes, he. he, he he was young, right? You know, he went to Manajos was really young, yep. And uh, and so they were testing him. Yep. The one monk, because two two brothers right. were kind of raising him in a sense, and the one would say, "Okay, you see those rocks? Take them from over there, right? And put them over there. Right. Mind you, there's no reason for this. But he, without even questioning, as you know, yeah, without saying asking why, he goes, okay. So right. he starts doing it. Right. Then another, then the other brother would come over, and he'd say. What are you doing? We need the rocks over there. Right. What's going on? And so he goes, okay, father. So he does it. Yep. Starts taking the rocks from there and putting them. And then the other brother comes back and is like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? I told you to put <laughs> them over there. And, and what's the point of that? The point is to test his humility and his, um, to test his humility, which that sort of training, if you may, will lead to his freedom. Yeah, from right uh, on a spiritual
1: level, it's it's very well. What here's yeah. a question: What is the major stumbling block, the major impediment to us experiencing that divine freedom? Sin, sin, but more spe- like specifically, what what what's like what experience of sin? I mean I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said they were humbling him because pride, right? Pride. Pride yeah. and and self-will, like this sense of like like I it's I can do it better. Like exalting ourselves mm-hmm. to the status of of God and saying like I can basically be my own God mm-hmm. right is the great deception.
0: Right.
1: Is what Satan, is what Lucifer believed when he fell and is what he wanted to instill in Adam and Eve, which ultimately made them fall, which is to say like, God, you don't need God. Like you could do this yourself. You could be free yourself, right? So freedom, because it's divine freedom and because we are creatures and we're not God himself, freedom is by nature something that we have to get from God and not from ourselves. Indeed. And we are, so that means that we are, in in many ways, we are contingent. We are dependent on God for his freedom. So in order to really deeply understand that, our our pride, this cosmic pride, which manifests itself in each individual person, needs to be crucified. Our self-will needs to be crucified, not just so that we can have a, you know a good dose of low self-esteem or you know have this kind of false humility or something like that no it has nothing to do with us it has to do with actually being able to experience divine freedom and Mm -hmm. we can't experience divine freedom if if we are still under the delusion that we are our own gods
0: right i i uh you know a great quote that i am looking for right now and I'm just going to have to paraphrase. Um, it's by St. Silouan, where he where he discusses what it's like, I forgot exactly, like to be just not nominal, but just kind of comfortable mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. when it comes to your spirituality. Mm-hmm. He said it's like the rooster. Mm-hmm. He has his, oh, yeah. his hands you know and he's comfortable where he is and he just you know right it's good he's in the chicken coop yeah yep. can't leave the chicken coop right. can't but but he's comfortable right but those who um, experience god and that freedom are like the eagles right soaring high above and never want to come down right and i think that's that's kind of the essence too it is isn't it that they're totally
1: free right could go wherever they want <laughs> right and they and the, the the rooster thinks he's the oh yeah the king of the roost that too right yeah so he thinks he's free because sure. he's sort of he's able to exercise his authority over all yeah. of the weaklings <laughs> right. right little does he know how limited and restricted and earthbound he really right. is exactly. right he
0: can't even really fly or anything
1: yeah and really, I think it comes down to us realizing, and this is part of what Saint Silouan says in that example. But it also goes back to this: there's a, a fable, or like a kind of a, yeah, like a, an ancient fable that talks about this as well, is that that the the rooster or the the chicken is actually an eagle, but was raised in a chicken coop, thinking that it was a chicken this whole time, and and then little does he know that really his vocation his calling was to be flying up there mm. and yeah. i like that too yeah so i think that's a good note to. i think that's a good note too yeah so uh, freedom freedom is participation in the divine life in in god um because god is freedom freedom from the passions
0: freedom from those things that bind you mm-hmm. the the things that constrict you from moving forward Right. You know, and, 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 you know, it could be an addiction. Right. It could be your addiction to tobacco, alcohol, you know, whatever. Those things keeping you from being free. Right. On a, on a, you know, on an internal level, on a physical level too, and and a mental level. Yep. So addiction to drugs or whatever. Right. Um, But I do think that that's a good place to stop. Yeah. I think this was a good conversation. I do too. And uh, I just want to let everybody know that we need your support. Uh, this is kind of like the ad. Next time, I'm gonna have like a thing, that, like a piece of paper that tells me everything I need to say. But uh, we need your support. Um, you know, share this, comment on it, give us a uh, good review. We we need to uh, we need to reach more people, and uh, we want to grow this and expand it. And uh, Trisagion Films, uh, go check out our films on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, uh, Twitter. I think that's it. Nice. Um, and
1: uh, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much, Shradi. And thank you to all who are listening. Indeed.